Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I would like to invite those who haven't joined a small group to find one small group that you can get involved. Believe me that if you want to grow spiritually, you need to follow the biblical pattern. God talked about the cross, the vertical and the horizontal. When we have connection with God, we also have connection with people around us. And in this way, love God with all our heart, with all our soul and spirit, and love others as ourselves. So we set aside the time to meet one another, and we can show love to one another, pray for one another, get to know each other's name, and support one another. It's wonderful. I have, I have been a senior pastor for all these years, and I still go to care group every Friday. I love it. Every time I go back home, I feel so much lifted up after the care group. So please join the care group. Let us pray and hear the word of God together. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you love us. You want to feed us with good spiritual food, Lord. And we want to learn from you. We want to be like a house built on the rock that when we hear the word, we will put into practice. When the winds and the storm comes against us, Lord, we will not be fallen apart. We will not be destroyed because we stand on the rock. We believe in your word, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We would like to talk about a key to flourishing, a key to really be blessed by God, and that is connecting to God's people. We're going to learn together the importance and the benefits of connecting to people whom God has put into our life, especially in a local church. When you are connected with people around you that God put into your life, especially in the local church, you will find out that you will have a God-given purpose in your life that is greater, more fulfilling, and more excited than your own human purpose of life. When I was a Young man, I have a purpose to become a neurosurgeon. I want to be a medical doctor. So I went to medical school and tried to be a neurosurgeon. That is my little purpose. But after I started a church, I have a bigger purpose to really live for God. And that made me very excited. God created all of us for relationships and for fellowship. We will grow spiritually more when we connect to people who love God, spirit-filled people, those who are zealous for God, we will be growing more spiritually than sitting at home alone, doing nothing, or just watching the internet. The Bible says in the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 18, the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. This scripture is used a lot for marriage, that God doesn't want a man to be alone but has a wife. But in fact, this truth applies to everybody. 
God doesn't want us to be alone. He created other people to be around us so that they can help us and we can help them as a community. Sometime in life, we are facing something that's very shaken and very uncertain. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, such as we may face a significant shift in our workplace, or we may face some challenges in our family or in our health. And at that time, we are confused. We don't know what to do. We don't have the direction. We get scared and very discouraged and hopeless. But God gives us the key to win the battle. One of the keys. A key that will bring the success to our life. That is godly relationship or godly fellowship. This is why God encouraged all of us to go to church, to be connected to the people of God and to love one another and support one another. He places in his house so that we can receive some help, support, wisdom, correction, and guidance. And other believers can help us to propel us into the God's given destiny in our life. We need one another. John chapter 13, verses 34 to 35 say, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So God say, let's get together, connect to each other and love one another in actions, not just only in theory. How can we show love to people if we don't spend time with them, if we don't go and meet them, encourage them, look at their eyes and help them? We love one another. This is a great commandment. In fact, if you read the Ten Commandments in the book of Exodus carefully, you will find that the first four commands of the Ten Commandments talking about loving God with all our heart. And the other six commands of the Ten Commandments talk about loving one another. So if you obey these two commands, God will bless you. And God will really heal your body, heal your land, because you'll really Obey the commandments of the Lord. Galatians chapter 5 verse 14 say, the entire law, the entire Bible is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. We are motivated by love. That's why we go to church and we get together. We fellowship with one another. 1 John chapter 3 verse 14, we know that we have passed from death to life. How do we know that we are really born again? We pass from death to life because we love our brothers. Anyone who does not love remains in death. A really born again Christian will love others and we show love to others by spending time together, encouraging one another and building each other up. The Bible talks about the benefits and the importance of connecting to each other. I know that it's a human nature to think this way. I can do life on my own. I don't need anybody else. I don't need any help from anybody. But God's way is that he puts people into our life to encourage us, to build us up, to exhort us, to warn us, correct us, to be good example to us, to inspire us, and to pray for us. Our God is a God of community. 
He wants to use us to build each other up. We should not be alone, so that we can reach to God's given purpose. You say that I am strong enough. I don't need anybody. I have high education. I have a good job. I have good salary. I have a nice home to live. I don't need anybody. Yes, you can be strong enough for your own purpose. What is in your mind? But you are not strong enough to be able to fulfill what God has in His mind and in store for you. In order to reach the perfect will of God, the purpose of God for your life that He has in store for you, you need other people. You need the community. God wants to use all of us to build each other up. So that we will be stronger and we can do what God called us to do. It is so important to connect to one another. First Corinthians 12:21, the Bible talks about the body. He compares his church as the body. The eye cannot say to the hand, "I don't need you," and the head cannot say to the feet, "I don't need you." Verses 25 and 26. So that there should be no division in the body. But its part should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. You can see that God tried to tell us from the Scripture: love one another, connect to each other, and serve one another, build each other up. My index finger serve this body, my body, to bless every part of my body. Each part of the body. Build the rest of the body. We are a part of the body. We should stay connected, and we should use our talents, gift, and time to really bless each other, encourage one another. This is the truth. When you connect to your brothers and sisters, you are united together in faith. Something powerful will happen. Something powerful will happen. As your praise and worship mixed with other people' praise and worship, God opened heaven. His presence would show up. God say, "I shall enthrone on the praise of of my people." God would show up in the corporate worship, corporate time. The anointing of God in the corporate worship will be stronger than. Your personal time of worship. Yes, it is good and important that we spend time praying to God personally, worship God personally. But God said that if you come together, His power, His healing, His strength, His joy, His wisdom will show up in a very big way, more than you trying to pray on your own. He wants you to come together because he wants to pour more measure of anointing. In fact, Pastor Dan I got healed so many times in the church service. Many years ago, Pastor Dan and I had only one daughter, and she began to get sick with bleeding from her womb. The gynecologist in Seattle area, in Northgate area, say that you need to have hysterectomy. Your womb is not working very well. We went to a church at that time. The presence of God was so awesome. During worship, she stood up and worshiped God. Suddenly, the power flowed into her. The bleeding stopped, and we have two more children. God healed her in the corporate worship. 
That's why I want to encourage all of you. When you feel some sickness or you have some problem, physical problem, don't come to church just for rituals or for tradition. Come with expectation that today, when I worship God, the presence of God is going to show up, the power of healing is going to show up, and God is going to heal me today. This happened to me too. Sometimes I got sick, I come to the service and I worship God, and suddenly, boom, the sickness disappears from my body. Because in the corporate worship, God pour His power, His strength, His joy, His faith into us. That's why King David said in the book of Psalm, chapter 34, verse 3, Come, let us, everyone say, let us, tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us, together, let us, exalt His name together. Let's come together. And let us exalt the name of Jesus together. When you gather with other believers to magnify Him, the intensity of God's presence get turned up. You feel the presence of God stronger and miracles shall happen. That's why I love to come to church on Sunday. I love to go to revival service because a lot of hungry people show up there and they all worship God and the presence of God show up in that meeting. Actually, I went to Arizona last weekend and I had some burden in my heart. I did not know what to do, how to resolve this big problem in my life. During worship, I cried out to God, God, I need your help. This is impossible for me to resolve. And I keep worshiping and praying. Suddenly, God gave me the wisdom what to do. And God said, the problem is going to be resolved supernaturally during worship. And I did what he told me, exactly what he told me. Boom, the problem was gone. And the mountain in my life was moved out because I was worshiping God with a lot of believers in Arizona that day. We can see the example in the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 1, after Jesus was raised from the dead, he told the disciples, oh, you should not leave Jerusalem yet. You wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit to come. In fact, 500 people saw Jesus after he came back to life. So 500 people heard about his command to stay in Jerusalem. But in Acts chapter 2, only 120 people stay. I don't know what happened to 380 people. They left. Maybe they're too busy with eating some fur, some chai yaw, some bun thit neung. They may be busy with something else. But 120 people stay in the upper room. And what happened in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4? On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the rolling of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Wow, you can see that when people come together, 120 people in the upper room, they come in one accord, in unity, and they worship God together. Heaven was open. The window of heaven opened, and God poured the Holy Spirit on them. After that, revival happened in Jerusalem and many parts of the world. 
you can see the power of corporate worship, power of coming together, connecting with one another. I know that it takes time and energy to meet together in the care group on Sunday or the prayer meeting like we're going to have in October. I know it takes some time and we have to pay money to put the gas in. We cannot sleep in. I know that, that it takes some time. But the Bible promises that when we go to refresh others, God will refresh us. When we give, we will reap. We give our time to him. He's going to give time back to us that we don't have to spend a lot of time resolving problem. The problem can be resolved in one second. He gives us back time. He gives us back his goodness. This is what the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 11, verse 25. The generous, you can be generous with money, you can be generous with time, generous with your word of encouragement, you can be generous with your service to people. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. In fact, every time I and Pastor Da fly to mission trip, we thought that we're going to go to bless people and they're going to be blessed by us. Every time we come back, we are blessed more than them because we refresh them and they refresh us. So we never outgive God. God give us back. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. The day of the second coming of Jesus Christ is near. We don't know when, maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow morning, maybe next week. At this point, we need to encourage one another. We need to build each other up so that we'll be strong and walk by faith. In fact, I received a phone call from a pastor in Thailand. The pastor called me and said, wow, lately we cannot have a church because they locked down the country. They cannot have more than five or 25 people. Therefore, the church never meet for months right now. So some of his members watch some bad things in the YouTube and call the pastor and say, hey, I found this theology now. It's so good. Jesus paid the price for me already. I don't need to go to church. I don't need to tithe. I don't need to pray. I don't need to worship. I don't need to do anything. Jesus paid for me. I can sit at home every day. Wow, what a scary doctrine. When I heard that, God spoke to me. This is the reason why I command you to produce so many teachings in the YouTube to fight against the 666. The 666 may not be the real 666 on your forehead, but 666 is a system of the world that put on your hand the smartphone. You watch all the conspiracy theory, the bad news, and it goes into your forehead, in your eyes, the 666, and make you fall away from God. So we try to fight against this by producing biblical teaching so that you will not spend too much time on the conspiracy theory and on the bad stuff in the internet. You should spend time with the Word of God. Amen. That's why we need to come together, encourage one another with the Word of God. The end time is coming. Jesus is coming back. And the devil, the antichrist, the false prophets is working so hard to make people fall away. Not fall away by denying Jesus 100%, but 
but fall away by going off the wrong way, the way of the world. God will always reward you and always want to bless you when you bless other people. You come to church to bless others and other people will bless you and God will bless you. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24. Give freely. You give your time, your gasoline. You give your energy and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. God wants us to be generous, to give to people. Matthew 6.33, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Every time you put God first in your life, God will flow the blessing into you. And you will experience his supernatural provision. I know that all of us have a lot of things in our mind. Me too. So Sunday when we wake up, we're thinking, oh, so many worries, so many things in my mind right now. Ah, should I go to church? Maybe I should stay home and think about my problems right now. So many things, especially when I was still practicing. I have so many patients and patients in the hospital and some of them have fever and, oh God, what can I do on Sunday when I wake up? I was tempted not to go to church. But this is the truth. As soon as you walk through the door of the sanctuary, you hear the songs of worship. You see the smile on the face of people who are on fire for God. Suddenly, the presence of God touches you. You feel the victory. All of a sudden, you have a new perspective of the situation. And the answer comes. The wisdom flows into you. And the big problem becomes a small problem. The things that you're facing disappear from you. And then, in the worship time and the sermon time, you are reminded that God is much bigger than your problem. And you have victory because your faith rises up. The anointing flows into you. The joy, the healing power, the love, the faith, the wisdom flow into you. And you walk out of the church building on Sunday or out of the care group on Friday night or Wednesday night, whatever, and you walk out, wow, I'm so glad I came here. Wow, I'm more strengthened now. I have more faith now. I'm very re-energized. I have more power in me. And now I can help other people. I'm not depressed. I'm not down anymore. And I can help people. I can be the blessing to other people. Amen? How many people feel that way on Sunday? How many people feel that way when you go to care group? But some of you may say this way. Oh, pastor, everything in my life is so great. I don't need to go to church. I don't need to go to care group. I'm fine. But the Lord wants to encourage all of you that even though you are fine, you go, bless other people, smile to other people, encourage other people, pray for other people, and God is going to give you even more than what you have right now to be stronger than before. And you're going to have more joy, more expectation, more faith. And you're going to have more faith to even push yourself up to the next level because you go and bless other people. 
Therefore, it's good to be together and connect with one another. Matthew chapter 18, verse 20, the Bible says, For where two or three, two or three, we have how many here? Maybe 200? Gather together as my followers. I am there among them. I believe with all my heart. The Lord Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, is here right now. If you have anything you want to ask, you ask him now. He shows up now in this room. I feel the presence of God right now. When I step up on this stage, I sense the presence of God right away. The Lord Jesus Christ is here. Amen? That's why I like the song, Oh, the glory is here. Yes, God's glory is here. I can sense His mighty presence in this very atmosphere. So whatever you may need, you just reach out and receive and say it's mine. I take Enough. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. We come together better than one. Deuteronomy 32 verse 30. How could one person chase a thousand of them? And two people put 10,000 to flight unless their rock had sold them. Unless the Lord had given them up. The Lord is with us. When we come together, we can do more. I like the story about penguins. How many people know penguins? Penguins live in a climate where the weather can get down to 50 degrees Celsius below zero. With winds at 120 miles per hour. Yet, despite this unimaginably cold condition and windy condition, they are able to survive by huddling up together. When they stay together, stand together side by side, sometimes thousands of them stand together, like in the picture there. Their feathers catch the warmth of their bodies and the temperature in the middle of the huddle rises as high as 70 degrees Celsius in the middle there. They stay together. Now, if one of the penguins in the group make a decision, I don't need this. I can do life on my own. I can leave this group. I'm going to go out. It would not take very long that he will find out that he make a bad decision because he's going to die from cold weather. The penguin survival depends on the decision of staying together, huddling together. This principle is true for our life as well. We are living in the world that is so full of demons, full of compromise, full of the opportunity to, to get distracted from God. The cold temperature of the spirit of people around us, they don't want God at all. The pandemic, 
the COVID-19, all these things all around us. If we are standing outside by ourselves, believe me, the Antichrist is going to have the victory. He's going to pull us out, and we're going to be killed in the cold temperature of this world. We need to come together and stay together so that we can survive and we can move on in the kingdom. Amen? Amen. Everyone say, stay connected. A lot of people may not understand why in the world all of us wake up early in the morning on our day off Sunday and drive to the church and meet with other people in the church. The reason they wonder because they don't know the word and they don't believe in the word. Let me read that word for you. Psalm 92 verse 13. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. When we stay connected to spirit-filled, zealous, righteous, on fire Christians, we are going to thrive and we are going to flourish. That is the promise of God. I want to give you another example beside penguins. Redwood trees are the tallest tree in the world, almost 370 feet high, and they can live about 2,000 years. These trees are incredibly resilient. They are able to withstand winds and storm and pests. Why? Let me explain to you from the scientific point of view. A redwood tree's roots can go down in the ground only 12 feet deep. And each root, the biggest root of the redwood tree is only one inch in diameter. How can this small root that only 12 feet in the ground keep the tree stand for 2,000 years, the tree that is 370 feet high, but only 12 feet under the ground, and the root only one inch diameter. What happened? What is the unique thing about redwood tree is this. The roots of all this tree intertwine together under the ground. The tree grow close to each other, and the root under the ground intertwine with one another. The root spread out about 100 feet, so the forest of the redwood tree can stand because when the big storm comes, the wind hit the tree. Each tree does not depend on its own root to stand. The wind does not hit only one tree. The tree does not depend on its roots, but they together in the forest, intertwining together, and they hold each other up for hundreds and hundreds of years because they stay together and they connect with one another. That's how they sustain their life together. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12, the Bible says, Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three stands is not quickly broken. When we join together, hook up to each other, connect with each other, it's very hard for the winds of the enemy, the storm of life, the problem in this world to really destroy us. 
Amen. I'm so glad that God built a church everywhere in the world, and we can be a part of the church if we plant ourselves in the good house, the house of God, the spirit-filled house. We really connect and commit our life there. Commit ourselves in the good soil. What happened? We root ourselves there. The wind and the storm of life cannot destroy us. We can stand to the last day when Jesus returns. We have good support system. What happened in Thailand right now? Because we have many of churches in Thailand, and many people lost job due to the lockdown and pandemic. Right away, New Hope International Church sent money to Thailand. One million baht. And we make sure every single member, the whole country, have food to eat, money to pay their gasoline or their water. Not even one family in the church have no food to eat. We take care of all of them all over Thailand because they are connected together with us. And we connect ourselves with them. We help them. Amen? So it's so good that God put all of us together and we can connect to each other. And I believe that you are not in your church by accident. The Lord put you there. And you need to stay connected. And you need to really commit yourself there and spend time together with brothers and sisters. And then God is going to use you to bless others and others will bless you. It's like this. Think about this. When you come together, the presence of God show up. God bless you with more power, more anointing, more faith, more joy, more wisdom. You rise up and you help other people. At the same time, they get the same thing. They get more faith, more joy, more strength, more success, more money come in because God bless them. They helped you. So we help each other in the body of Christ. And we're all going to get stronger every year. We're going to be better every year because we come together and bless one another. I sold out for building a local church and building local churches everywhere in the world. In a few weeks, I'm going to fly to Switzerland to help build a church there. So we believe in building churches all over the world. Because we believe in the community of believers. We believe in connection, in working together as a team. Yes, I have only 24 hours a day. I cannot help every church in the world. I have limited resources. So I help people who God put in connection with us. Because we have limited time, limited resources and strength. We just do the best for people whom God put in our life. And after that, God is going to use us to help more people. Amen? Are you glad that you are in the church? How many people believe that it's God's will for us to stay connected? How many people believe that we should be committed? I would like to encourage all of you to see the importance of staying connected to His people whom God put in your life and God will really use you more and bless you. And may the Lord really flourish your life to be the blessing to many people. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. 
and I have my first-hand experience. I started to get involved with building the church since I was a brand new believer, only one-year-old Christian. And I, this has been going on for 39 years. And I see the favor of God, the healing, the blessing, the open door, the good breaks. And I myself grow spiritually. My wife grows spiritually. Our kids still love God and serve God and come to church every Sunday. Our grandchildren got blessed. We have a good family. The church is a family of God that we can come together and train the younger generation to serve God and love God. And it's so important. I believe that the institution that will last for eternity is only one institution in the world. Not Microsoft, not Boeing. We don't need the airplane at that time in heaven. The only institution that will last for eternity is the institution of the family of God. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, to invest your time, your life, your energy into the local church is the best thing you can do in life. And one day when Jesus comes back, he will sit on the judgment seat of Christ. You stand before him. No one can avoid this, okay? I cannot be with you to help you at all. I cannot give excuses for you. You have to give, ex- give report or account to Jesus directly. He's going to open a book. Everything you do on life, the Bible says, he records in the book in heaven. And he's going to show you what you do with your money, with your time. How you spend your time, how you spend your money. How you serve or not serve. And on that day, I pray that the members of New Hope International Church will hear the voice from the mouth of our Master Jesus Christ. Good and faithful servant. You have done your best. You run your race. You finish your race with joy. You do what I tell you to do. You don't put your talents and gifts under the ground. You use everything in your life to build my kingdom that will last for eternity. The old is gone now. The kingdom of the world, the nations of the world are gone now. I'm going to Take care of this world. I will set up a kingdom for 1,000 years. The devil will be put in the pit for 1,000 years. And you're going to reign this world with me because you are the faithful people. You build my church. You save souls. You make disciples. You use your time and money to do the things that I call you to do. So come in and receive the crowd of righteousness, the crowd of glory, And this is your big mansion. Your big mansion is here, and this is your reward in heaven that no one can steal from you. It will never be destroyed. No rust, no nothing can destroy your rewards in heaven. Let us serve the Lord. Let us build the church. Let us stay connected and bring more people into the kingdom of God together. Amen? How many people say, I want to be ready to stand before Jesus on that day? Raise your hand up. I want to be ready. I don't know about you. I am ready. Actually, I tell you the truth. I'm not afraid of death at all. If God take my life, if I die, it's fine. Why? I have run my race. All these 40 years after I got saved, I built a church, and I know this is not my home. My home is in heaven. If I die... Actually, I just relocate to a better place. Better place than this. That's why 
Paul say in the Bible, "I'm torn inside me in the book of Philippians. I'm torn on the inside of me. Should I live or should I die? Because to die is better, is to gain. But I'm gonna stay. This is how I pray too. To die is to gain. But I'm gonna stay because I know Tom and Yoki still need me <laughs> to encourage your faith, to build you up." And to really help a lot of people in the world. Therefore, if you live your life for God, you are the blessing for many people. I believe you're not going to die soon, because God look from heaven, look at you. I need Him. He is the joy helper. He is the church builder. I cannot miss Him. I want Him to stay around for another 80 years. Amen. So have that kind of mindset. I'm gonna live forever, uh, not forever. I'm gonna live for a long time. No, we will live forever. Yes, we live forever in heaven, but we're gonna live a long time on this planet Earth to build the house of God. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, that you encourage us by your word, Lord. Now we see, Lord, is so vital, so important, so beneficial to stay connected. To the people that you put in our life, Lord, and we want to be a part of building your family, your house. We are planted by you in your house, Lord, the house of the Lord, and we shall flourish all the days of our life, Lord. We thank you so much, Lord, for reminding all of us. I know, Father, this is a basic teaching; it's not very sophisticated teaching, but thank you, Lord, for reminding us. Because we have so much distractions in this world, we have so much compromises in this world, and sometimes, Father, we know we don't focus because a lot of things happen. The bad news about COVID, the conspiracy theory, the things that the lies of the false prophets and the false teachers in the body of Christ, Lord. Lord, we want to stay right on with Your Word, with Your way. What the apostles say in the Bible, Lord, we don't want to go out of Your way, Lord. Help all of us, Lord, to stay connected to the body of Christ, Lord. We thank you, Father, and we all gonna experience the corporate anointing, the corporate joy, faith, healing, wisdom, strength, blessing, direction. We all gonna rise up higher like an eagle, Lord, and we can be the blessing to one another and to the nations of this world. Father, we come together this morning, and we believe you open heaven over us, and we believe supernatural healing, supernatural deliverance, supernatural wisdom will flow into your people. This morning, Lord, even though the doctors say no hope, they can be healed by you, Lord, because you are the best physician. Even though they face mountains and difficulties and challenges in life, you give them the answer, the new perspective. You give them wisdom, how to, Lord, have victory. Over their problems right now, Lord. 
I pray, Father, that some of us have a mission to do. I pray you pour your anointing on them. You give them more grace and favor, so that they can get the job done for you, Lord. Lord, you're the generous God. We ask from you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're gonna sing a song together, and after that, if you need to go to have a snack and fellowship, it's okay. But if you want me to pray for you, I'm gonna be here. I will pray for you. You come sit in the front. I'll pray for you. Let's stand up and sing a song together. Let's sing. I love this family of God. I love this family of God So closely knitted in to one They've taken me into their hearts I'm so glad to be a part Of this great family Let's say it one more time I love this family of God We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.